Welcome back to the Unseen Underground Podcast. My name's Unsung. Uh, as you may or may not know, Chaz and I have been lost in the woods for about well, two weeks now. Um, we're actually on our way back home. Uh, we are currently riding in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah, we're in the back of Sneezer's truck. Yeah, we caught a ride from a fine gentleman who goes by the name of Sneezer. Uh, keeps a bloody glove in the back of his pickup truck. Yeah, he said that glove is for blood collecting. Yeah, and that still terrifies me. I don't know what that means. I I, I know that you seem to be perfectly fine with it for some reason. Well, I collect teeth, remember? Yeah, no, I get... Who who could forget that? You have a jar full of human teeth in your house. I like teeth. I like strawberries. uh, I like water. The the point is that I, I can't use you as the basis for normalcy in my my life so when i look at sneezer uh you know with his bloody gloves and his bag full of rags uh duct tape i think there's some plastic wrap over there well he did say he was winterizing his house so the bloody gloves are probably just for stuffing under the door to keep the air out no that's what i'm going to pretend that he's going to use them for in my own happy world uh, where this guy's not going to murder us. You would be so annoying to murder. It's going to take me days to process what you just said. You'd probably have to make like a really long speech or something and just make the moment totally about wait, you. Wait, is this like a prolonged murder? Like, am I getting murdered for a long period of time where they're allowing me to give a speech? They would just get so tired of it, you know? They'd probably just let you go in the end. They'd probably just be like, get out of here. Well, that's good. That's what I want. No, you're there to be murdered. But I don't want to be murdered. I would try my best to get out of it, and if I had to make a long annoying... You know what? No, you just have to put your hands in fate and accept your destiny. You're going to be murdered. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's freaking me out because this guy keeps looking back at us. and I, I can't tell if he has a glass eye or if the eye just doesn't move right and it just looks different. I just need to get back home, get back in my creative element, so I can make more songs for our band Camera Bell. Oh, did you pick a... Uh, an Art artist name that you wanted to pick because you didn't want to use Chaz Breeze in the band. You wanted to come up with like a performance name. As a matter of fact, I did. Okay. Okay. And close your eyes. Why? Why do I have to close my eyes? Are you gonna like hand me something? No, I just don't want you to see it coming when I tell you the name. Uh, whatever that means. Okay, my eyes are closed. Professor Linkus Papaskew. Professor Linkus Papaskew is gonna be your stage name pretty badass isn't it yeah no it's a yeah that's a good name it's a good name there Chaz did you uh did you come up with the stage name also I did I did uh, and I, actually I'll tell it to you you don't even have to close your eyes it's a Keith Pender Teddy Keith Pender Teddy that's uh that's goddamn incredible yeah thought you might like that one uh <laughs> Took a little time. I kind of want that name for myself now. Well, you can't have it. All right, he's slowing down for some reason. I don't like this. I'm still nervous what he's going to do with that duct tape. I wouldn't worry about it. He doesn't have enough duct tape for you. I'm sorry? Is that like a fat joke? No, it's like a wrist joke. You've got huge wrists. <laughs> like as big as crows. I don't know what that means. Anyway, before we get murdered, we're going to go ahead and listen to this week's episode featuring Joshua Virtue. An absolutely incredible, groundbreaking artist from Chicago, rapper, producer, 
Um, we had a fantastic conversation. I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. Today, tonight on Unseen Underground Podcast, I am joined by Joshua Virtue, who I'm a huge fan of, and Joshua just released uh, Rama. And Rama is an album that I've pretty much been listening to off and on since it was released, and I, I can't get enough of it. And I was just talking about how great the sequencing is with it. The production is amazing. And you did this all Thank yourself, you. right? Did you do yeah, all the production? Yeah, I think this is actually not my, not my only one, but yeah, I did all the production was on me, except, I mean, I had to give a lot of credit to my mixing engineer, um, Steve Merrick, who uh, he did like a lot of, I mean, we, we spent like so much time like fucking with shit in the studio that, you know, he deserves like additional production credits via like acro across like m most of the album, I would say like he lent something somewhere, you know? Gotcha. But uh, yeah, at a base level, all the production was me and I wrote everything. And there's like a couple features, but you know, I mostly kept it pretty, pretty tight, pretty close to the chest, you know? It's a fantastic album, and I hope everybody listening who hasn't actually heard it already, we'll give you all the links, and we'll play some songs throughout the episode. But um, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show, and and just kind of quickly, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? I'm Joshua Virtue. I rap and produce and help run a little lit record label, Y Records. Y Records. And um, yeah, I'm based in Chicago from the South Suburbs originally. Moved up here like 10 years ago or something. And I've just been fucking making art ever since. All I do pretty much is make art and uh, attempt to express my experience via the fucking, you know, vibration. <laughs> and so. speaking of your experience, we, yeah. we I don't think we really touched on um, what we were going to discuss today. but Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny too because you brought it up. You were talking about the album and shit, you know. Even that album, Rama, that whole concept is sort of, I mean, it's a really loose concept, but the way it's sort of manifested in my life now is like, I go by Rama, like Rama is my name, you know? Mm. And I see that as the all encompassing title for the being that I am. And within that, you know, there's, you know, my legal name is like Alex Singleton. And then, you know, when I make art, I make art as Joshua Virtue. There's this kind of third that's, have you ever heard like the concept of like the watcher, you know, in um, Eastern philosophies and like meditation, there's the idea of, you know, you have your mind and you have your body and all those things, but you have your feelings, but there's some, something is experiencing all of those things, right? Okay. Like it's not, you are not your thoughts, right? Because you're right. experiencing your thoughts and you're not your body because you're experiencing your body. You're looking at it. You're, you're observing. You're not even like, you know, you're, you're, you, something is processing everything. So it's like the very core being is just awareness, the awareness of these things. I feel like Rama is kind of the name that I've given to that aspect of myself that is bigger than the rest of it. I used to have a lot of various spiritual beliefs across a lot of different denominations and practices and yada yada and all of that stuff I always felt you know I guess inadequate and it hasn't always served my purpose as well so I I, I kind of made this decision to sort of compress all of my spirituality and my being into a name instead of into these concepts so I used to believe in all these concepts 
um and i switched from one to the other then like nah that's not the one that's not the one so now mm-hmm. i kind of just put all that energy into the name and the name is has its own meaning um <laughs> like it, it it's almost like it exists so that i don't have to articulate these things you right, know right so it's kind of a weird thing for me to even be in this space right now because i haven't really put myself out like i don't know I'm, I'm not really sure what drove me to put myself in this position because in a lot of ways i'm not a believer you know mm-hmm. but I can't deny what I have, what I continue to be drawn back to, I guess. Do you, you, know? do you feel like maybe you consider yourself to not be a believer because there isn't one religion or philosophy that completely has all these facets and aspects that you're drawn to and you, you, you believe in or, you know, what? not really okay. because I think more of it is, is, is rooted in like, I mean, I forgive me for using this buzzword, but like trauma, you know, mm. like yeah. these different denominations and practices, someone across the board always abused their power yeah. in teaching me that thing. Right. And it's like a, it's like a, you know, like a stress response to just deny these concepts now, yeah. but some I still return to. There was a point when, like when I was in high school, I was like a fundamentalist Christian even, you mm-hmm. know? And if someone had treated me right within that and not like sort of exploited me and wielded it as a kind of tool of oppression, yeah, then like it would work, you know? Because that's the whole idea, right? That religion isn't the problem, it's the people who the people using it, right. you know? Yeah. Like they say like the Dalai Lama's a womanizer if you ask the right people. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that shit's I don't know, at the highest level that's still present. So it yeah, it just fucks with my mind to to put too much stock into it now. Um, but then you revisit these concepts sort of separate from the people that enacted them and later and you kind of, it clicks, you know? Like, I feel like I'm recovering like the broken pieces of these sure. philosophies now, right. you know, since right. they were like used to harm me in the past. Well, no, um, I mean, yeah. I think that's fascinating. I think, I think that to go back, I think that brings up uh, a really excellent point is how can you entrust another human being with these ideas and to teach them when they themselves are going to be flawed or are put in a position of power and humans are prone to take advantage in positions of power and things like that. I think it's really, I think it's really hard to, to grasp how, how difficult that is and how can Mm -hmm. you have somebody believe these people? Because there, there, there are two sides to every story. Like you said, with the Dalai Lama, Mm-hmm. It just makes it really difficult, you know, to to imagine a human being being pure enough to completely right. encapsulate all these teachings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, purity is a weird one, you know. It is, like, it's really is. <laughs> being like the best dude. You ever seen um Wild Wild Country before? Wild Wild, it's like there's this uh, you, you you've heard of Osho? Like Osho was it Osho or Osha? I think it's Osho, right? Was that with like, the giant the CGI? <laughs> no nah. dog thing He's like a say again? <laughs> like a cgi dog pig no <laughs> <laughs> no nah, that's a oak okja okja nah <laughs> that's a totally different thing but uh osho is like he was this fucking you know like speaker i can't even remember where the fuck cuz was from i feel like he was from he was like indian and um he like formed this big movement in the United States and he was like supposed to be this enlightened dude. 
Oh, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I've yeah. seen that documentary. I know, right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, yeah, where they make the big commune in like right. Oregon or some shit, yes. and it's like the most beautiful shit ever. And then, you know, this is more and more time. It shows that like it's like some it's some wild shit, and exactly. they were like having like these fucking like hyper like violent orgies and shit, and yes. like. <laughs> Just this dude was like kind of a dick. Like when like finally things starts, they were not going his way, and people were like dissenting. He just all the enlightenment just fucking dissipated suddenly. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was just so strange. You still can't escape it. You know, like even if you end up by yourself outside of any sphere of influence, like your brain yeah. is maybe automatically going to start reading into something that is intangible, right? Even, like we look for that. Yeah, even if it's just looking for meaning and, right? And, and things that don't make sense. I think that's, yeah, the basis of all religion is the fact that we, we think, you know, yeah. as, as unfortunate as that may be. That's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever read any, uh, read any Kurt Vonnegut? Hell yeah. Okay, have you that's read Galapagos? No, I never read that one, actually. It's not his best book, but it has some of the, some of my favorite, I, I I almost want to call them teachings because <laughs> I mean that. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But it's basically that human beings are the worst things in nature because of our brains mm. and that how everything else just kind of goes about and exists and it does what it's supposed to do. But because yeah, we have brains, yeah. it makes us inherently bad Exactly. or our brains. Everything has a brain for the most part, but yes, our brains, the way it's developed. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Me too. I mean, and that's funny thing too, because that's where we a lot of the time where we look to spirituality right. is in nature, right? And in these things that don't have to that don't have to even look to anything. <laughs> they, you know? they have no concept that, of spirituality or anything. No, right? they don't yeah. need it. Yeah, it's square purity. Yeah, <laughs> purity. <laughs> the, the human has come up with the word purity to describe everything that is not human. <laughs> Yo, actually, though, (laughs) (laughs) fucking period. That's fucked up. Yeah. We're going to take a break and listen to Calm Link from Joshua Virtue's album, Rama. We'll be right back. You ain't supposed to feel a shirt. A lot of bad fucking people in the world. I am violently wrenched out the earth. Nuggets. What will come will come will come for those who know what's coming. What will come will come will come for those who know what's coming. Peep that telescope and judge it. Not so funny now. Watch some dummies run around. It gets so quiet as you're coming down. To live and die in doubt. His father's not around to see it, but his sons is proud. Until they learn to count, learn the cost. Hands locked around the bonfire, burning God. Raised us, whistling wormwood, sticking poke stars. Yeah, we was marked. Milk white ink twisted in that turkey's coffee, black as tar. He used to paint, so don't act like this is hard. You ain't supposed to feel a shirt. A lot of bad fucking people in the world.
run it back, run it back. Gently exit the confessional that Mandel brought went on and on. We don't see no limit. I'm stepping stone and stone over this fractal generated Junji. No image, there will be no business with the pimps and demagogues. Before you heckle, maybe best to pause. Think it over, this the birthing of a demagogue. This the unearthing of a long forgotten synagogue. Hard iron harvested of fallen stars. Let's take it back to where the matters for the dark energy, a dominated matter and a start of flying forward. Press the universe into a button, look at it and tell me who you see. It's me. Take it in, all hate limb. Begin and then begin again. So like, why why did you put this podcast together though? Like, have you like had a lot of these types of experiences yourself? Or no, that's why I wanted to do it. Um, really? Well, I'll tell you what. So I put it out as a joke, right on Twitter. <laughs> it was like I want to I want to interview indie hip hop artists about their paranormal experiences as a joke, and then I got a really good response about it. So I was like, uh, let me let me just try to do it. The main reason for that is because my favorite part about you know, meeting people, which, you know, like since the pandemic's been happening, it happens less and less. My favorite part about meeting new people is always like the end of the night when you're kind of like, you start talking about the weird dreams that you've had or like, Oh yeah, I used to live in this apartment and downtown and you know, like the door would open and that was always my favorite part. Like the rest of it was fine. You get to know people, but that was the part that I was like, okay, go ahead. You know? Yeah, you'd be like, this is why I actually came. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get a little bit closer, your hand goes on your chin, and you're like, your eyes are wide mm-hmm. open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those That's are two of my favorite either. things. Yeah, it's like campfire stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever had anything uh, like ghostly or paranormal? I mean, there was a point in my development when I was like 15 or so where just everyone around me was like just going fucking buck wild like mm. family wise like yeah. you know, this is the this is when the episode happened type thing yeah. you know what i mean right. and this is like family like close family and we lived in this house in miller beach in gary indiana and i don't know if you know but gary indiana is actually like well renowned for being like very haunted you know yeah and apparently there's like a bunch of fucking indian burial grounds in gary my mom had like sold her house and made a shit ton of money out of nowhere and uh recently like married my stepdad like right before we moved in this place and they were like madly in love going like 
buck wild, like just <laughs> intense, you know? <laughs> and at this point, people were really getting into mysticism and Wiccan shit, that kind of thing. Yeah. And my uncle, who's basically this, he's almost a guru. He lives in Dominican Republic now, but he was been through a lot of wild shit. He was all in like new age and occult shit really heavy at this point. You want to talk about like purity, you know, but like <laughs> the annoying kind. This is around the time of like the secret and the sort of toxic right. positivity movement that happened back then too. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot flying around, you know? And I don't really know. Sometimes I wonder, like, was everyone sober? I don't know. Because I was, like, 15, so I wonder, like, where a lot of these stories come from. But we moved into this house. You know, it just was a really pretty house, but there just a lot of weird shit would happen. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of weird shit would happen. And I know for a fact that people were, like, conducting you know, occult rituals in this space a lot of the time too. Just strange things kind of started occurring like little by little. My brother who lived in the basement with a, a good friend of ours also lived with us. They shared like this kind of back sort of enclave or whatever in the basement. And they would wake up with like scratches on their arms, you know? Wow. And just them, like just yeah. these like, long scratches, like a bunch of fucking scratches, like all over their forearms. And it was just the two of them who were in that area, you know, yeah. which was weird. We didn't find like bug bites or nothing like that. Like, like straight up scratches. Yeah. Huh. And even when we first moved into this house, in that same area of the house, there was this door uh, to like what, what should have been like a pantry or something. And my stepdad, who's easily one of the strongest people, maybe the strongest human I've ever met in my life. <laughs> He was trying to open this door um, and it wouldn't open. And there was an onk, like, you know, like the like the Egyptian cross right, like, right. carved into the door. And there were other like strange little carvings, and, like runes around the house and shit. You know, we were renting it from this lady, too. So we always wondered, like, did she leave this shit around? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And That's he couldn't wild. open this door like for the life of him i mean and even like seasonally like we lived there like you know around like the same time we got evicted from that house eventually and shit but you know one day we came and the door was just like fucking open like on its own type thing and it freaked everybody the fuck out and it seems strange it doesn't seem as strange now to talk about but back then it was like fucking terrifying because we yeah. were like in that zone you know yeah. you know, guys getting scratches and stuff and like even like the basement like when we went down there you know there would just be this overarching like darkness this presence it just felt wrong down there right you know and we had a shit ton of cats around then too my mom was the crazy cat lady we had like hella cats and they would try and like guide us places and stuff like we had this one cat who would always try and like guide us to this like big shed like in the backyard and like <laughs> you would get down you would just get this weird fucking feeling and he was like a nasty cat too you need like a dirty meow <laughs> it was padfoot i think that was off some harry potter shit yeah. or whatever yeah, but, you know, eventually time went on, things got rocky financially, and we had to move out of that house, and, uh, you know, the electricity was out, and my mom always tells a story about when her and my stepdad and our friend Eric, they all went back there one night to go and get some shit, because, you know, we were, like, moving out of the house and transitioning into, like, a close relative's house. None of the lights are working, and they go inside, and they're, like, trying to find stuff, and my mom, I guess she went into the closet 
of her bedroom. And this was a closet apparently where like a lot of like ritual had been conducted at some point. Mm. She was holding a candle because the electricity, the bill hadn't been paid. So yeah. everything was dead. She went to the back of this closet. She said she'll never forget the sound in her life or just heard this like literally like audibly, like, like something blew the candle out, you know, and the candle just went out. Yeah. And she turns around and looks at the back of the closet and sees this like tall, like 10 foot, like black figure, you know? And she freaked the fuck out, ran out the room, gets my stepdad, they're running out the room. My friend Eric, who was there with them, like he he came, I, I can't remember what he saw, but uh, something freaked him the fuck out down there too. And all around like sort of the same time these things happened, they all kind of converged in the living room and they want to leave, but they couldn't find the car keys. <laughs> so they're kind of stuck there just looking for the car keys, not knowing where they went for like, not that long, you know, but long enough long to be enough. kind of freaking the fuck yeah. out yeah and there was a big pile of laundry there because you know we're moving there's a bunch of shit like all over the place and they yeah. finally found it like they literally like tore the house apart looking for these keys and they finally found it like all the way at the bottom of this huge pile of clothes there's no way they would have put it there right like why you know <laughs> like why who would do that it was absurd and they left and yeah my mom like you know it's a funny thing because if she hears this i don't know what she'll say but she won't really talk about it now yeah. you know like sometimes i'll try and bring it, i'll be like you know remember that shit? she's like i don't even i don't even want to talk about that she just <laughs> leaves it alone it's just too much which yeah i don't know i mean i never saw anything on that level like that but everyone i know i feel like i, don't, I have just known so many people that weird shit like this has happened to yeah but yeah I seem to avoid it somehow, you know? You yourself have never really had that experience, but you've been around people that have in the same house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, nothing happened to me, you know? But, like, everybody I knew in there, like, shit was going down. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> like, <I> was... <laughs> no, It's the exact same thing with me and my family. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm one of three kids. Uh, my nephew lived with us for a long time. My mom, my dad. Everybody had experiences in my my childhood home except for me it's kind of some so, bullshit you know, right? yeah i know yeah yeah like, i want to know like i used to say to myself when i was a kid like you know i i really i don't want to but i, I want to see something as right. long as it's in the daytime i right. think i'll be all right with it it was at night that's now. real yeah do you, do you consider yourself a believer in the supernatural yeah yeah Definitely. Because okay. I feel like I experience it by a feeling more than anything. Gotcha. I also experience a lot of synchronicity, I mm -hmm. guess. I mean, maybe I don't like see, I've never seen a spirit, you know, if I wasn't like on some kind of hallucinogen, yeah. right? But I definitely, I think I feel things shifting a lot. And I do believe in energy work okay. and that that can have a profound effect on, you know, the way one navigates the world yeah. so yeah i don't know, i it, it seems kind of insane to me i mean there's just so much stimuli happening all the time all around us from things that we can't see or quantify mm -hmm. for sure right yeah like if you get a weird feeling i don't know where it comes from but there's all these factors converge to make that weird feeling for me i think that that it in and of itself is sort of the spirituality for me. My brain is sort of built to create that. Like I'm supposed to believe. We're supposed to believe as humans. So I kind of, I almost choose to, you know? Yeah, I get Like that. I have no choice to, I feel like. Like if I, it, cause I've, I've been like, nah, I'm just gonna be like totally rational and totally logical from this point forth in my life. And it just, 
there's no zest, you know? <laughs> like, you're supposed to kind of believe shit's... You can't... You don't get it all, you know? Yeah. No, I, th- I, I agree with that. And I also think that sometimes when our senses are, like, sort of firing the way that they're supposed to, I think that I've often confused that with precognition. Wow. Knowing yeah. somebody was behind you but actually what it is is like they're covering up a sound when they walk past at a distance that you would normally be hearing a certain frequency so that kind of catches your attention Mm -hmm. but i rationalize everything that i've ever experienced and that's Mm -hmm. why i like to hear other people's stories because Mm -hmm. i just kind of let myself just flow with it as opposed to any of my own experiences here's moses from rama Sun city glimmering, golden, glossed over the whole of God, old to barley back and fashion all world objects, dumped it, done and over with, hope lost and broke bonds with, I'm no prophet, I drove hard when the snow softest, flip desk, laptop, snap backwards, pillow down, clinging to the carpet, lost it, white line, wobbling nauseous, walk on into that carpet, park it, charcoal bodies, buttered up parchment, swore on it, splitting chocolates in a prism, sunflowers blooming, solitude, salute the silence, every human wants a barracuda, head bejeweled, your man's an island cooling in your neighbor's pool Glitting godlike, it's not a message That's the posters of a long dead neutron star Bouncing off a rocket would have had some meaning Word up to me Whitey ripping copper out the wall for Moscow mules Gentrified establishments that stood in for the cliff sedge Waiting for the fool, people transmuted into tools Each endeavor de-embellished to its barest element Sensory on Edward Elbert, triple-legged stool Pinky finger lift the way the world's clipped on diameter Name to Wildwood for the body, swapped the moniker Identity truncated, synapses hacked Did up skill sets, maths across the board Woke up in the morning, came belly dancing out the front door Screaming, I'ma need my basic needs and more Yeah, I'ma need my basic needs and more My voice is getting hoarse Yo The ants formed a union around a trash can How to discuss the modern man, he was left at the intersection Random statistics as they did it There's not a middle class nigga fan fiction Emeritus detriment is your favorite rapper's lady As a Thor's have a tram staff I tell you your butler shirt and handstands for the right baseline I'm who's coming to dinner Raised around cracking comic books Found heroes aligned and notes and spit Winners fighting hawks At the cinema cynic set at the epicenter of the grave of the talented fantasy I took shots at the golden day I took shots as she rolled away I took shots until her phone's her face My bad I mentioned diets of pyramids, right? Dog stars, dog tags, and all gods that didn't save us from them ships. Play rock record backwards to hear a devil's lips split for an elevated pitch. My ancestors couldn't imagine this. They couldn't imagine cell phones either. The world's on fire. Blame the man, the man, the man, the man. saw was in a dream before where i was on this big giant like airship and the airship uh was like going through this big like starry like christmas fucking day like big starry 
system or whatever. And there were like all these like little blue lights in the sky, but they were orbs. And the more the thing flew, it would like crash into them. And it was like leaving this big trail of blue glitter and shit. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I like picked up one of the orbs out of the sky and I realized that it was like, these were like people's thoughts and you could look at them and there would be like, like frost would like shape into like an image and the image would move and shit. Wow. And it was, yeah, fucking beautiful. I honestly like, it's so funny. I'm always like a little bit careful about talking about my dreams because Mm -hmm. someone else's dreams can be like the most boring thing ever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that one, I don't know. That shit was special. Sometimes I just have to tell people about that. I'm not really exactly sure why, but it was a very profound moment in my experience. I I hope that most people that listen to this show, all 29 of them, um, (laughs) (laughs) find dreams a little bit more interesting. So I think, I think you're, I think you're safe. If there was, if there was anything else you wanted to share. Have have you ever, have you ever had a lucid dream before? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I had a few. Yeah. Mostly when I would like take a nap during the day. I think that's supposedly when they're most common. And there's always like that like dark presence thing happens in a lucid dream, I feel like. And I don't know what that yeah. is. Maybe there's just this this I, sometimes I feel like maybe it could be a mechanism inside of us, like like maybe we're not supposed to be conscious in our dreams. Right. And that presence is just our sort of our brain pulling us back like now nah, we gotta get this motherfucker like we're malfunctioning right now this isn't right you know and well i mean i guess it could be that sense of like it what's scary is, is is exactly what you were saying but it's that sense that like oh no you can't control everything you know mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> you're not supposed to i think that my the the worst part for me and this is in dreams and in movies and in real life is that when something changes, like when you feel a situation turn, that's mm. the scariest part for me. Mm-hmm. Like when everything's going okay. And then all of a sudden that person has their back towards you mm-hmm. and they slowly start to turn around and you just mm-hmm. know in your head, nothing good's going to come out of it. Yeah, I, know, I want to see this. Yeah. That's the part. That's the scariest part in anything. I mean, the reveal is never going to be as scary. It will for a second, but like Definitely. the lead up to it, that build up where everything's fine and then it changes and Definitely. you know you can pinpoint when it changes. That's the part that terrifies me. Definitely. Yeah, I had this. I had this. That reminded me of this one dream that I had where, like, I remember this. And this this was actually, this was a lucid dream, too. This was some wild shit. So I was, like, at my house, and I walked outside. Um, this is when I was living, like, Bridgeport in Chicago. And I walk outside. And I see my brother's car parked in uh, the alley. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, like your like lucid dream, like trigger moment where you're like, wait a minute, like this isn't supposed to be here. Like right. I knew my brother, my brother ne- would never park his car in my alley all the way. And I knew he like wasn't, he like did, I'm, I'm not even sure he lived in the city at that time. And I was mm-hmm. just like, Zach's car is not supposed to be there. Right. This is a dream. I'm dreaming right now. Uh, there was this man in the top hat, black man, like a totally like white suit in a top hat. And he was like, cool as shit. I remember seeing this guy, I was like, I know this guy, like, I run into this guy all the time, you know? That's a weird thing, too, because there's, like, people in, like, places that I return to in my dreams, you know? I see this dude, then suddenly, you know, the whole dream, like, place switch thing happens, and I'm back in, like, my dad's house, and I walk up to my bedroom door, and there's this, like, glass window looking into it. And I look in the glass window, and there's this woman, 
and she's just fucking screaming evil like demon scream you know like the thrashing and clawing type scream and shit and i sit down on the floor and i get in like half lotus position and i started to do like the all father the the, our father like over and over again and i was like if i do this enough times like i know like i can like cleanse this spirit i eventually sudden i i guess cleanse the spirit and then she was like just this this like asian woman you know this like Mm -hmm. short asian woman I was like kind of older woman. She just looked like very much at peace. And I woke up and I was like, I did it. I cleansed the spirit. <laughs> you know? It's beautiful though. I don't know. I think in a way it's kind of funny, like just to see shit mix around. Like, I mean, I think and meaningfully, you know? I think it's always interesting how much things shift. Like you were, you were at your place and then all of a sudden it turns into your, you said your dad's place. Mm-hmm. And that happens constantly. Uh, and I don't know if that's our brains not being able to keep track of what was there before, or if it's our brains kind of telling us like, no, we need to go in this direction, you know? Right. It's right. really strange. Cause I mean, constantly people are changing into different people and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I love that shit though. Yeah. And it's also interesting that our brains all kind of do that too. Like when I said that, you knew what I meant, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all kind of are experiencing the same things. Right. I knew a couple of motherfuckers who like shared a dream before actually. And that's I saw them to me. talking to each other about it. And I remember cause one of them, one of them was like kind of a liar. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> like in this scenario, like it's just, I didn't think he was lying because the other guy I knew was not a liar, you know, right. he, or at least I don't, I don't think he is. If he is, he's been getting me for a long time, but <laughs> he's a much better liar. Yeah. yeah he's a real good liar, man. Like, no. But, um, they were, I remember like when they were talking about just these dreams, one dream they had, and they started kind of like, you know, start saying, wait, you see this? Yeah, oh shit, we must be in the same dream, yeah. And you saw that one dude, and then the guy that I, I considered to be a liar, and it was like, he was like, and he had a Gatling gun, right? And he was like, yeah, Gatling gun. It's like, <laughs> that's too specific an object right, right. to, you know, accidentally say like i'm i just don't believe like that's too much coincidence right especially when the non-liar uh responds to the liar it was, right. it was the other the liar way around. Said it first exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i have a co-worker i'll have to have her on at some point she doesn't make music but uh i can play some of yours um <laughs> no but i guess her and her sister have been having the same reoccurring dream since That's they were kids and it's the same dream they both have it but they both play different characters in the dream oh it's sick yeah and and it it, but it's 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 like this intense evening where like they all die by some family member shooting up the house but it's the same ending every time like the one girl makes it out of the house and dies in the yard and the other girl dies earlier in the dream yeah so, so it, she, up. yeah, yeah, especially exactly. they have to be the one who dies every time. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull the short straw. She probably has to like come into the dream earlier than the other girl, you know. Definitely, um, she has like if they're in there for like the same amount of time. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because all dreams are the exact same length. <laughs> Honestly, that might be true though. Really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've had like... some endless feeling dreams though. That's real. Oh yeah, I hear that. I don't know. Sometimes yeah, I like I like that. It's a really sick thing to to do anything that lets you experience like the relativity of time. You know, it's mm-hmm. so cool. I love how that happens with dreams. I like that with uh, and I think that's a cool thing that I think also happens when you do the right drugs, right? Right. Because when you do the right drugs, you 
there's been some periods when I've done like shrooms or like acid where like I keep looking at the clock and just the fucking minute just stops moving, you know, like it stops and you're just stuck there for a second. I think that, I don't know, I live for those moments, you know, those right. pocket realities. And sometimes you can find them in your waking life too, like more mm-hmm. or less. Like you Absolutely. can just, like, especially like, like that moment you were talking about even like earlier on the thing, like that moment, like at the end of the night, you know, when you're like talking to someone and like the conversation just flows so like yeah. effortlessly, Right. it's almost the same thing. Or like the perfect level of drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's true. And it's like 4 a.m. and you don't realize it. Right. And it's yeah. it's not just the the substance that's doing it too. Because if that were the case, then it would probably happen like all the time, you know? Right. Like every time you do the substance. But even like, you know, you can have like a normal trip. Like you got to yeah. really be like in the right zone for all of those things to happen. No, I think that's true. And I think with like the end of the night thing, I think your your brain is probably just in this perfect place of like, it's it's a little exhausted, but yeah. it's, it's completely free of any inhibitions too, because you just don't really care at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot easier to converse with somebody, you know, right. first of all, when your inhibitions are down. So, so drinking, yeah. But also when you're like in that tired state, but you're still enjoying it, you don't really want to pull out from that conversation. You know? Yeah. I think that that's like full alignment is what's really happening there too. Mm -hmm. Cause even with that concept of the watcher from earlier, you know, like if you can, it's almost like, like you have a bunch of circles. I mean, you know, literally alignment, like you get like, if you, a bunch of like circles might be considered your, your being right. Like one circle is the awareness and one's the spirit, one's the mind, one's the body. And if you can line them all up, they usually just kind of float around and bounce off each other. But if you can line them up right, like you can really experience some profound shit, you know, and like get that like crispy hype, like that HD site, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's true because, you know, in, in the right state, you're not really thinking before you speak. You're not thinking while the other person's talking. Right. About what you're going to say next. You're just, you're just reacting. You're just in that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about any of that. You're not really thinking about like, you know, you're, you have a hangnail and you're trying to like pick at it or anything. So you're not really thinking about, you know, body in that sense. Yeah. That's, that's also funny. Like having like correspondent on Twitter for like, I don't know. So I'm like, like two years or something now. Right. And like, have only now like heard one another's voice, you know? <laughs> well, I guess you've heard, well, no, actually we have heard each other's voices, but never like speaking voices. Right. Right. Like, for, like recordings, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, so I mean, I don't think that there's any circumstance where I, I hear most people just speak. You say what? I don't think there's too many circumstances where I hear people just their normal speaking voice. Really? Which people? I mean, people... <laughs> People, people that I know is like rappers, producers. Yeah, okay. I'll say that. You said people. I was like, then what do you do? Like Every, everybody just... raps at me in daily life. <laughs> the fucking magnet. You step around this motherfucker. Yeah. The boom bap just can't stop. Won't stop. I walk into work and they're like, in the place to be. Just go, Let's go. <laughs> I wish it was like that. God damn. Me I wish too. We all... That was the thing that happened to me once. Well, not once, but like. You can have full-on freestyle conversations with motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> like, I wish we could all just speak in rhyme. You absolutely could. That's a great point. That's a great point. 
it's good. Like it's just doable. <laughs> it should it's happen. Good. Yeah, it should happen more often. We should try, we should all make an effort to rhyme in conversation more often. There is like too. there is like the perfect level of of high where you can just freestyle your ass off. And I wish I knew exactly what it was. Mm. Have, no, have, you, have you been there? Like the, oh yeah. The freestyle, like fucking golden point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been the golden point. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not like a guy, some people, you know, some people can just fucking do it anytime they mastered it, you know, right, right. but I, you know, it comes and goes for me. Like I have a lot of fun doing it. You know, you know, you know, who can go to the golden point almost every time he hmm. uh, freestyles Rich Jones. Is that Rich right? Jo- Rich Jones is one of the best freestylers I've ever seen, like ever. And yeah, and it's funny because like he doesn't really he doesn't really think he doesn't really talk about that much anymore. You know, like he's not he's not that worried about it anymore. But he would like win like, you know, contests and shit. And like, you know, he won some contests and like got to like I think he opened for like Chance the Rapper, like back when like Chance was really hot like back then. And like he won some contests and that's why he was able to do it, you know. No, I've been there a couple times, you know, but I was always more of a writer than anything. Like mm-hmm. I went to school for creative writing and Oh gotcha, okay. Just always been more interested in like word on paper or like in the form of characters, you know. Um and not more interested in it, but that's just always been my main medium by which to, to create, you know, just to create verbal whatever. Uh but yeah, I mean I'll freestyle like sometimes, but I was curious about uh find like a art background like you know visual art background i don't know kind of like not really like a background you know i kind of just yeah i like drawing and like doodling a little or whatever the fuck but i think it's i think it's like musically i i get that impression because maybe it's because i have uh i went to school for uh painting and drawing i mean that's that's like why i got i got a degree in fine arts fine arts yeah yeah so I feel like I use that a lot in my work and a lot of the things that I, I do that remind me of my fine arts background, I see and hear in your music. Mm. And I think it's that sort of collage. You never let anything get stale. I try. You do a great job of it. I was just thinking to myself today. I mean, like, I, you know, I started listening to hip hop, like when, like with tribe, yeah. Like Low End Theory was the first album I memorized front to back. Hell yeah. To think about going, I mean, I can still listen to that album, but to think about listening to like a four and a half long minute hip hop song where it's just like the same sample mm. and like three verses on it. Like, I don't think I could do that today. I like things to move. I like things to change. I like, I like my, my tension to be, you know, mm-hmm. not catered to, but I, I like other people that have that that same frame of mind that, you know, you want this to, to move in a fashion where it's not stagnant. Definitely. Yeah. yeah pacing is like a huge part of my work for mm-hmm. sure. I definitely know? see that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I do definitely, I try not to let things go. Stand- and it's funny too, is if I look back at all the work that I've created, if there's ever a moment that I don't fuck with, that's what it is. It's just the thing wasn't moving fast enough. And I, if I just moved it faster, it might've worked, you know, or, yeah. I should have cut it out completely because, you know, it fucked up the pace. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would say that I, when I do write words, when I write write raps, it's 
it's more important for me to to build an image than it is to even have an interesting rhyme mm. and those have always been my favorite rappers too are the ones who just have a beautiful picture and if you can do both then it's fucking so sick too like it is, yeah. full rhymes and full picture like you know that's that's the ideal every time you're trying to balance that right um just kind of why I fuck with Davis too, because you know his pictures are so clear, and there's this, there's almost like a, like I always say that I want my shit to sound and feel like smelting iron, you know, mm. it should feel like hot and like heavy and and yeah. fucking, there should be like bright light happening, right, you know, right, flashing everything, and to me like that's the ideal is when your work almost it sounds like just looking really closely at like composite minerals or something. Mm -hmm. And those are always, that's, those have always been the rappers that I fuck with the most, you know, like Davis can do that in this special way. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it. I can't really do what he does, but. but I like, think you, I think you two share a lot, a lot of the same sensibilities. Yeah, um, for sure. We approach I, things very differently, but like we're, we go for a similar goal. I think. I think in it, and I hate to, I hate to use this word, but mm. I think that both of you make very entertaining music. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that actually. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. and it's it's more just like you know, it's stimulating, right? You know? Right. It 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 engages you, right? And, I, and that's fairly important for people to actually want to pay attention to actually like pick up on you know what you're saying and what your intention is. So that's why I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but. Not all music is not as all not all music is entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's a lot really of music not. is not. exactly a lot of music is boring yeah. as fuck, and that's yeah. the whole thing too. Like people don't really try and do that as much as I feel like, especially like I don't know. We all understand attention spans are much lower now than they once were. One hundred percent, yes. So I don't know why people still think that. I mean, you can put out a fucking nine minutes song if you want, but. Mm -hmm. Even when you have, like, say, like, what? What's that one fucking... You're like Pyramid by, like, Frank Ocean, right? Yeah. That's only, like, two beats or something. But if you really pay close attention to, like, all the shit that's happening in any Frank Ocean song, mm -hmm. like, there's little things, you know? Like, right. something is changing all the time. Right. And you can't go too many steps without something significant happening. Right. And that's what you're literally carrying somebody's attention. You know, you got to guide it. You can't just let it go. I don't exactly. know. I, that's, that's what I'd be trying to do. You know, no. I try to keep it all. Like, I think that's a great point though. Reading because, a good ass book, you know? Right. And you're building a world into every song and you're not just letting that world kind of, uh, stay the same. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're changing the direction of that world, even if it's subtly. Yeah, or, I mean, you have songs on the album that change pretty drastically too. Um, yeah, that's some of my favorite stuff. Me too. That's why I love the Seafoam Green. Just isn't my taste. I love that song. Yeah, I mean, I think just as a whole piece, I'm it's one of the songs I'm the most proud of that I made in my career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so open. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think you've done that without having like the you know the drum track in the beginning, mm -hmm. and when the drums do come in at the end, it's not at all what you would expect it's the so quote, quote unquote drums you know? exactly yeah yeah the the percussion percussive element but right. it's it's like this was recorded on the third floor of a building in an eight inch speaker and i had the i had the 
boombox outside taping it, you know? And that's exactly. what I that's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the whole point that would just be I don't know, it, it was like not not a whole solid thing, you know. I wanted it to feel like more gaseous than solid. That's yes. solid. Yeah. Which is very fun to do. And I I appreciate that though when people do that with drums. Like this isn't necessarily dr- the driving force of it, but I recognize that it's an instrument that can be there and I can use it however I want. And I think that's part of the whole creative element and I, I appreciate that thank you I this doesn't ha- yeah this doesn't just have to work this way right <laughs> exactly know? right yeah that was I don't know, that, that was a time in my creative process where I, I was just trying as many new things as possible it's like mm-hmm. I feel like even when I'm making something I'm not done until I feel as though I've surprised myself in some way yes and that song was every step of the way was some kind of surprise from like when I found the sample and then wrote to it or found bars that will work over it and that song like it came together i think it all happened on the same day like the whole thing oh wow uh, but yeah i think that's kind of why i was i was just like i wasn't holding myself to any standard when i made that song which i think is when the most beautiful shit is made is when you forsake any sense of critique whatsoever yes. it sounds <laughs> great i think you, you did a wonderful job on it thank you man. i appreciate yeah. you thank um, you so much for joining us yeah, here yeah. it was great talking to you though we're gonna finish by listening to billion wulong from jackie's house he chattering hairline fractures in the face the nature of the game a 75 legged amazing race let's get both pay and filet by chase back today shared account eighth grade to the end of days fuck a waste of a good kid fuck a waste of a time space grid fuck a wonder why these kids wanna die straight lit wasted you wanna rise so while you're by cause prime a's are racist and ain't nobody else taking students communist institutions that turned out too abusive eat the glue gets it through it on a stoop stupid high electrical line fly by just to chew the wire and die I'ma die looking for this fucking lighter why you ought to suck dick for an apocalyptic sign and that's an addiction so don't listen to them voices but fuck them kids just didn't listen cut the sand divine violence through the eye in a frying pan just swipe wide and land god damn the power of positive thinking the latest pacifism like who got a plan can we talk hands Half of these rappers act as the other fraction beating their meat on the track And me, I'm an artist starving for nothing but green gardens and verbal garnishes You don't wanna start with the Foot Clan, but if you insist I suggest you start by reading the book, man Get your brain up, fuck a stimulus package, any 12 billion wulong Tryna fade Mitch McConnell and gag him with a tube saw Beat his wrinkled ass with a broom rod J.B. Prince think I'ma praise his ass for subtweeting the president I'd rather run up with the semi, leave him crying, Lord help me But you and I both know the American God is money And ain't nobody saving you, dummy I'm a pessimistic socialite Trying to fight for the voice of care and love Socialism from the bottom up Leave the state with an iron lung Lean in and whisper, suck my nuts And shut that shit off Fuck a billionaire, that's the bar Couple million never gonna see the stars They'd rather leave you dead so they can stimulate the gold piece I'm a riot in the streets, come along Your life ain't cheap Times is a flat circle, a long lap of infinite hurdles The guap always pocketed by the most curdled Facts Spoiled gluttony, the face of those the rim shows They talking about they still low The whole ride just a big loan Wow My whole life I chased a big throne Just to conclude the dude they call King Really king with Jim Jones wow. And the kicker, he ain't do it alone no. Kool-Aid in the tap water, whole cities is prone Still stuck in the same hamster wheel Still treating the planet like a cheap thrill Ain't even bother a meal Just nut on the teeth Same time next week Add a new job in the tweets Where y'all never meet Cross the street when you see him Begging for something to eat Just like a colonizer would Yeah To what ends, yo, I've never understood A Gucci bill 
around clearance denim, that shit is not good. All my niggas poets are activists, scumbags committing crimes for dollar tips. The backbone of this economy posture stiff. Bitch, we can't ever flow, we eat the rich. Five, five, five.